Baby, welcome to it, and happy Thursday to you. I'm Derek Hunter. This is the Derek Hunter Show for the 15th of December, 2022. Happy Thursday, like I already said. Action-packed program as we get ready to head. It's officially the holiday season, I guess. You can just go ahead and call it. There you go. All right, uh, don't forget to enter to win. This week, I've made an executive decision. I'm giving away the Donald Trump book this week. I know some of you have entered with my book. I don't know if it was ironically or not. And uh, against my express written wishes on the post, I want to make sure that somebody gets this Trump book. So um, if you, I'm, that's just going to be the Trump book. You win the Trump book. Next week, you can win my book. I mean, I guess if somebody insists, I don't want to be a dick. God, it makes it so difficult. Anyway, see what the problem is at patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast or DerekHunter.locals.com. Trying to give away an autographed book by Donald John Trump. Just go for that one for the, the mere fact that you can resell it on eBay for like 500 to 1000 bucks or whatever you can get for it. Good Lord. Do it. Check it out. Support the program. Appreciate it. And some of you have asked where you can send like Christmas cards and stuff. So if you want to uh, send Christmas, I really got to, I'm horrible at this. I usually make Christmas cards, not like make them, like print them up myself, but make Christmas cards at CVS and mail them out because, I don't know, it's just to throw pictures of the kids on there and do it and they're cheap to do. Uh, You can email or you can email, you can mail me things. Uh, to my radio station, to my employer, WCBM, at 1726 Reisterstown Road, R-E-I-S-T-E-R-S-T-O-W-N, all one word, Reisterstown Road, Suite 117, 117, Baltimore, Maryland, 21208. Appreciate all of it. So thank you for that. And let's get ready for Christmas. And now let's get on with the show. It's very, very, it was like 23 degrees or something, but according to the uh, Amazon, de- I don't want to say the Amazon device sitting on, if you say the name all across the country, everybody listening is going to go, oh, wait, and their their machine will come alive. Um, it's kind of funny. Listen to my dad. Com- my dad, I sent my dad one of those uh, Amazon shows. I won't say it. And uh, he, he took for, he's still not, uh, God bless him. He can't remember the name, the name that I that dare not shall speak. It's now treated it like it's Voldemort here and I'm in Hogwarts. But you can't say the name. He can't remember the name. He calls it uh, Agnes. He, call, he calls it like three different things. Yell, and he gets madder each time he does it. And then he remembers what it is. Somebody's got to write it because, you know, not too many people named that in my dad's generation. So uh, I look at the temperature. It's like 20 degrees. There's frost outside. The roads have already been tree. I don't know what we're expecting because I keep checking now. Granted, the iPhone app for weather isn't exactly the most. It's not like having a weatherman in your pocket. It's just the basics. I keep looking like, what the hell? Because it looks like they sprayed a lot of the roads, pre-treated the roads for snow, but there's no snow in the forecast, at least not on my worthless <laughs> iPhone app. So I'm freezing to death this morning when I wake up. 
I walk past the thermostat, and normally I walk past the thermostat. Usually I set it. I'm I'm a, a very environmentalist. Plus, I like being under blanket. I got to have blankets. I mean, to, to sleep. So we have good blankets for us and the kids. And uh, so I set the thermostat at 66 degrees. Some people record, usually used to be like 68, but now it's 66. And um, that way, if it goes below that, the heat kicks on. Somehow the thing got switched from, probably one of the kids playing with it, got switched from heat to air conditioning to cold. And so the house is like 62 degrees this morning. And now they, they was, the cold was still set at 66. So it wasn't like the air conditioning was running all night. But it was really particularly cold. So I had to set that back. Because I, I get up in the morning and I walk past it and I bump it up to 68 degrees. That way when the kids wake up, they're not freezing to death and they're a little bit warmer or whatever. But yeah, it was, it was particularly cold today. That global warming is really wildly disappointing me. It's... You know, you budget for global warming, and then you get normal winter weather. It's almost like the whole damn thing is a hoax. Anyway, action-packed program, lots of stuff to get to, as I said. We've got to start off with the uh, gay... You know, gay marriage is protected now, ladies and gentlemen. It was never really under threat, but it is protected now across the country in the ultimate act of distraction. And what's happening right now with Democrats is really honestly something to behold. It really is. They are masters at distraction. Masters at distraction. Don't worry about, oh, uh, you know, Sam Bankman free. Don't even talk about that. Forget the fact that we arrested him right before he was about to testify on the day before he's about to testify under oath before Congress, which would because he's probably not going to ever testify in his criminal trial if it actually comes to pass he's not going to testify in that his lawyers would likely be insane having seen him give interviews his lawyers would be insane to put him on the stand he's wildly uh, uh he's not a sympathetic witness he's just a creepy kind of dude you know, like the jury even if he weren't guilty would look at him and go there's something this dude's shaking like he's he's having a, a 7.3 earthquake in his stomach right now what the hell so it's not super uh, sympathetic. The lawyers would never put him on the stand. But they had a chance to let him be on the stand, essentially, to be able to use everything he said under oath against him. Whether he testified or not, it would have been the best thing. And there would have been, hey, granted, Democrats probably wouldn't have been all that interesting in their questioning, but Republicans sure would have been aggressive in it, if only to get to the bottom of how much money he threw around politically and where it went. And if prosecutors and the Justice Department, ironically named nowadays, were at all interested in, I don't know, recovering some of that money, the billions and billions of dollars that just poofed into nothingness, having some sort of record of, because they can't find it electronically, it just kind of went into the ether. They might be able to reconstruct some of it, but... Politically, we're talking tens of millions of dollars at a minimum. Now, against billions, that's not a lot, but every penny helps. You look at the people who cashed out of Bernie Madoff, they went after them. So we got to reclaim this money. It was ill-gotten gains, even though you didn't ill-gotten it. We got to spread it around. They went after everybody who'd cashed out after Madoff. Why wouldn't they be interested in knowing where the political donations of tens of millions of dollars went? Well, because 
I think it's because we know where those tens of millions of dollars had gone. And the people in charge of the Justice Department who insist, and one thing you can tell, be wary of anybody who insists they are not partisan hacks, that they are above partisanship. Now, if you're, it's just like, you know, being good looking, it's just like being funny, it's just like being smart. If you're any of those things, or all of them, like me, but if you're any of those things, you don't need to declare them to the world. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I, there's nothing less funny than a person who tells you how funny they are. Right? Just think, or there's nothing dumber than a person who insists that they're smarter than, oh, you know, I was smart. That's why I watched that Meghan and Harry thing. And, uh, God, Megan is insufferable. She says, I wasn't always, she didn't say this directly, but she did say that she was, she wasn't the pretty one. She was the smart one growing up. I wasn't always hot. I was, I used to have to rely on my brains. Now I have the full package, was the subtext of it. But it's like, uh, having done well in, in schools in Hollywood, not exactly... You know, I mean, first of all, we didn't see your transcripts. You've only got your word to go on, and your word's not proving to be all that uh, trustworthy. And secondly, if you just be smart, we'll figure it out. Hey, you know what? This person's got a, a solid head on her shoulders. Instead, talking uh, all the time about how smart you are makes me think thou dost protest too much. So they could have gotten Bankman Freed up there under oath. Under oath. Find maybe somewhere some of that money went, or at least, at a minimum, get clearly damning evidence. You see, when this guy does go to trial, if he does go to trial, the, Baham the Bahamas are now looking into him. They're holding him until like February 8th or something, at a minimum, without bail, because they're looking into seeing whether or not he committed any of these crimes whilst in the Bahamas, which he undoubtedly did. He may never make it off the island. Who knows? He might have enough money that maybe he can buy his way into an alleged prison sentence and conviction in the Bahamas, but really sort of be free to be on the There's all sorts of possibilities here. But they couldn't really nail him or helped nail him. But they chose not to. They didn't want the prospect of... Republicans having a crack at embarrassing Democrats. And that is sadly so much of what goes on in Washington, D.C. these days. Democrats are in the midst of a show, in the midst of a show, trying. They're already running in 2024. It's still 2022, but pretty much everything they're doing is designed expressly to cover their tracks, to cover their, well, not their tracks, their rear end. Although I wouldn't be surprised if their rear end were riddled with tracks, to try and distract from what else is going on, from record inflation. Oh, inflation is down. Oh, no, it's still up. Go to the grocery store; it'll still cost you a lot more than it did last year. Okay, gas prices are coming down. Okay, they're still up from when Joe Biden took office, and they're up from when Joe Biden took office because of the policies of Joe Biden, right? All sorts of things. But you end up with this sleight of hand of, look at this, pay attention to that, and even the things that should be causing outrage are being soft pedal. The FTX scandal 
it's a scandal. Make no doubt about it. It's not just a political scandal. It's an economic scandal. People have lost their life savings. Americans have lost their life savings. A lot of Americans have lost their life savings. But, you know, a complete reckoning of what's going on might be embarrassing for Democrats and could potentially politically harm them in two years. So they don't want to talk about it. Which means that it's much worse than you speculate that it is. By the way, if you have any kind of spidey sense tingling about this, you might have to think that the things are so bad because, you know, Maxine Waters refusing to subpoena him, then finally he volunteers to testify, and then the Justice Department pounces in. They didn't want him to testify. They did not want him to testify because they did not want him to be cross-examined by Republicans. So they were reluctantly going to accept him testifying, but I'm sure Maxine Waters called the Justice Department and said, you need to put a stop to this. Now, why? Everybody knows that the Democrats on the House Financial Services Committee got a bunch of money from FTX. They know it. It's, it's common knowledge. But how much and how much more? How much and how much more? We might have gotten to the bottom of that. We might have at least gotten hints that there is significantly more. And we might have at least gotten a peek into the dark money world of Democrats, where there's probably, I would guess, more than $40 million that uh, Sam Bankman-Fried, the pudgy Madoff, threw around to Democrats. There might be a lot more. I mean, the guy was promising to spend upwards of a billion dollars in 2024 to reelect Joe Biden and Democrats. So if you think, well, he'd go 40 million now, but he'll go up to a billion next time. Eh, that's a pretty steep climb. You might be inclined to think that maybe that guy would have gone, I don't know, 100 million this time. We don't know where the money went. All questions worth asking that Democrats are absolutely scared feces-less might be asked, and therefore he was arrested ahead of his testimony right before he could have incriminated himself, right before he would have undoubtedly incriminated himself. It's good to be on the Democrats' team. They need distractions from these things. They need distractions from the fact that, as Bill Malugin is reporting at Fox News, the chief of U.S. Border Patrol reports there have been 16,000 migrant encounters. It bothers me when they still use the word migrant. They're not migrants. Migrants migrate, usually with work or weather. These are illegal aliens. They have no intention whatsoever of leaving the country. They used to be migrants that would come across the border and do the farm work in the planting season and then again in the harvesting season. Now they these are illegal aliens. We don't need that many migrant workers. These are straight-up illegal aliens who want to get on the social welfare teat and never leave the country. There's a huge difference. But because of political correctness, even at Fox, they go, no, 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 they're migrants. Anyway, the chief of U.S. Border Patrol reports that there have been over 16,000 migrant encounters at the border in the last 48 hours. That's an average of 8,000 per day. Thank you, Mr. Wizard. The Obama administration's Department of Homeland Security Secretary John Jay once said 8,000 a day would be a crisis. This is before next week 
when Title 42 expires and there is a massive, massive wave. They're already amassing at the border. It really is like, I don't know, watching the Germans amass at the border ready to go into the Rhineland. They, you know what's going on. They're amassing on the border of France. Except we don't even have a worthless Maginot line to put up a minimal defense. We, actually, we kind of do. We have chunks of wall in various places. And that's it. And the Biden administration will not fill in the gaps. You need a distraction from that. You need a distraction from the fact that the president not only has never gone to the border in his entire life, but he won't even acknowledge that there are any issues at the border. He won't. He can't. There's no way to positively spin this. His argument that they've tried to make before is these are refugees. These are people seeking political asylum. You're talking millions upon millions of people a year. The world is not in that much disarray. Plus, there are laws governing these sorts of things. Even if these people were fleeing for their lives from Venezuela because the Maduro government was coming to get them. There's no excuse to flee 2,000 miles. Legally, they are supposed to seek asylum in the next safe country, the first safe country they come to, which ain't the U.S. And they're supposed to do it legally, not illegally. Yet this administration doesn't give a damn. So you end up with the distraction, the distraction of, oh my God, we've protected gay marriage. And for good measure, we've protected interracial marriage, neither of which was ever under threat. Neither of which was never under threat, was ever under threat. It just wasn't. But again, when you're paranoid, when you're panicked, when you're a fraud, you don't really care. And when you have the media on your side and you have a Lady Gaga soundtrack, it's all good. It doesn't matter. Facts don't matter when reality doesn't get in your way. So the White House had their big distraction function yesterday. Oh, boy, how don't you feel safer knowing that the world has been made safe for interracial marriage that was under threat. That threat of outlawing interracial marriage has now finally been... (laughs) I can't even joke about it. It's ridiculous. Nobody's talking about gay marriage. Nobody's talking about interracial marriage. But they... uh, White House, like I said, needed a distraction. So Democrats worked diligently to pass a piece of legislation that does nothing. It does, it's the it's worthless. It's like saying everybody should be able to pass gas. Well, nobody's stopping anybody from passing gas, all right? Yeah, but we've got the Pass Gas Act. We shall protect, all right, well, is there anybody, is there any move whatsoever? No, no, there's not. But still, We've made the world safer. Did they make the world safer? I mean, they dragged out Cindy Lauper to the White House. This is a sign of, I suppose, the second Joe Biden signed this thing, there was the, oh, my God, it's wonderful. Look at what we've done. And then they cued the, uh, what you call it, the Lady Gaga song, Born This Way. it, It was like a club. They turned the White House into a gay club. Why? Because Democrats want donations from gay people and gay couples. Frankly, they have a lot of money. They have a lot of money. There's a lot of kids adopted and gay. 
relationships and uh, some people, you know, biologically they have surrogates and whatever. But as far as, uh, you know, traditional married couples and gay married couples, one is producing a lot of children and one is, you know, some through different means. But one is designed and expressly, not maybe not expressly designed, but certainly it's a side effect, a perk, if you will, of it is uh, designed to create them. And the other side, biologically, can't create them without external intervention. So... They've got more disposable income. Just a scientific fact, ladies and gentlemen. It's not saying that having kids is a hardship and don't do it or whatever. I, I used to. I met a f- with a friend of mine who's they're trying to have kids right now, and I was recounting how, man, there was nobody more anti-kid than me. I did not want no kids. Kids were gross. I didn't even like it. That I knew people who had kids. I was, oh, get away, kids. I hate them. And now I can't imagine life without them. And I'm sitting there going, God, what the hell was I afraid of? And whatever. And give me more, give me more, give me more. But there comes a financial reality in there where you're like, you know what? We can't exactly be the Walnut, the Waltons or the Brady Bunch or the anybody. There's no TV. You notice there's no, in the 70s and 80s, there were TV shows all over the place. Lots of kids. Lots of kids. Cosby show had lots of kids. Of course, they never really got into how any of them were, came into being. Maybe... Maybe it wasn't all Cliff and Claire Huxtable. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Now there are TV shows where it's like one kid, maybe. Eventually, season seven, they go, all right, let's give him a kid. Even on Friends, when that was popular, Ross had a kid. He was like the worst father in the world. Never saw the kid. I don't know. He's off with the, the mom somewhere. Let's pretend he doesn't have a kid. Things have changed, ladies and gentlemen, but the gay couples still have disposable income. Democrats need to pander to them. That's why Joe Biden was the first shot. And see, the Democrats weren't sure in 2012 when they decided to embrace gay marriage as a political ploy, and it was as a political ploy. I don't think most people really cared about it. I opposed it because I didn't like the redefining of words based on political expedience. You call it anything else and make it the same legally. I couldn't care less. I just don't like to see words redefined, like the Cambridge Dictionary has redefined woman as anybody who identifies as a woman now. Don't have to have been born. You could have been assigned male at birth, but you identify as a woman. That's now in the dictionary. We're being led down the pathway to hell. I say with with good intentions, but they aren't good intentions. Their intentions are to control and manipulate. That's beside the point for another day. But I was opposed to gay marriage because I didn't like the idea of redefining words based on political convenience at the moment. I said at the time in a column that maybe we could just, uh, then since I have cats, maybe we could redefine what dependent means. As, you know, at the time I didn't have kids, Cats were as close as I really ever planned on coming. And they felt like my kids. I took care of them. I fed them. I was responsible for their medical care. I had to educate them about what surfaces they could jump on and which ones they couldn't, et cetera, et cetera, which foods were good for them, which foods were not, so on and so forth. They were in every respect my children. And I loved them. 
And so I said, well, if I can get the 5,000, if I do that, I find a judge who is a real big animal rights activist who simply will redefine what dependent means, right? Doesn't have to be human. Doesn't have to be human. I love these as my children. I get a $5,000 per cat adoption credit, right? Shouldn't I? Isn't that the way it goes? Of course, that was absurd, at the time, who knows what the future holds, but I was using it as a point to, uh, of absurdity to illustrate the situation. Now you've got these ridiculous antics by Democrats. Joe, oh, by the way, Joe Biden, 2012, came out in favor of gay marriage, even though he'd voted for the Defense of Marriage Act. The the Obama-Biden administration, their Justice Department, they instructed their Justice Department to no longer enforce the Defense of Marriage Act and refused to argue a defense of it in front of the Supreme Court, which should have been an out. It was an outlier. We just didn't recognize it as such as what all these prosecutors across the country are doing, going, hey, well, you know, I'm not going to prosecute prostitution anymore. It's a victimless crime, except for, you know, all the people who are sex trafficked in it. And that's all right. Realistically, I think they probably chose prostitution not to prosecute because so many of their friends were, and them maybe, were going to prostitutes. Call, they call them call girls, but it's a little more dignified. But that's really what they are. And then he said, we're not going to, if you resist arrest, we're no longer going to prosecute you for that. If you flee a scene, you can no longer prosecute for that. There's something on average of over 100 cars per day stolen in the state of Washington. Why? Because they have a law that says you cannot pursue. No high-speed chases. They're far too dangerous. Cannot pursue people who drive off. And they have decided they will not prosecute people who flee the scene or steal a car. So there's really almost no consequence for stealing a car now in the state of Washington. You use it as a smash and grab. You drive it into a store, and maybe maybe you get charged with robbing the store. As it's closed, you drive your car into it, a stolen car into it, but there's no additional grand theft auto charge. It's not even, not even a problem anymore. So the uh, decision by the Obama administration not to defend legally passed, signed into law, law, which, by the way, Joe Biden voted for, was the beginning of the left simply imposing their will without bothering to try to pass anything, without bothering to use the democratic process, without trying to use the legislative process. Same thing with gay marriage. Supreme Court decided gay marriage was legal which is really was the problem with Roe v. Wade. You want to federalize a, an ability to get an abortion. It's not a right, but an ability to get an abortion, then pass some kind of legislation. Don't just have the court decree it just because you're too cowardly to really put your butt on the line. Um, electorally, really find out what you're talking about, whether or not it's, you know, they always say it's so wildly popular, but they never try to do anything with that. Because if they tried to pass the abortion bill, they they talk about it would be abortion up until the kid goes to college. That'd be less popular. They always say polling is on their side, but polling is on their side for the first 16 weeks. Then people go, you can't make up your mind in four months. Sorry. Tough. Tough. The baby can live outside you now. 
You don't, you lost your choice. And they don't want to acknowledge that because the radical left wants abortion, really, like I said, up until the moment of cremation by the adult, of the adult body. So that leads us to yesterday's festivities where they, like they say, they dragged out Cindy Lauper. They blasted Lady Gaga as soon as Joe Biden was done signing the Respect for Marriage Act, ironically named Respect for Marriage Act. Lady Gaga's Born This Way blast, and then they drag out Cindy Lauper to go and give a speech at the White House podium. Is there anybody less relevant to the current zeitgeist than Cindy Lauper? Nothing against Cindy Lauper. She had her day. Her day was like four decades ago, but she had it. She's not even gay as far as I can. I had to look it up. I'm like, she's out there and she's almost on the verge of tears talking about how wonderful it is. I can't find any evidence that she's gay. I can find evidence that she's married to a dude. So, like, okay. Since 1991, she's been married to a dude named David Farrington Thornton. Okay, unless it was just in 1991. I don't know. But she's been a big gay rights supporter. Okay, but you couldn't find uh, a, a gay person? Come out? Do it? No? Couldn't? Weird? Seems, seems like I could. You give me enough money, you give me, actually, you don't even give me any money, you give me about 10 minutes, I'd be able to find somebody, gay, celebrity, come out and do it. But, all right. So, at the event, the President of the United States spoke. And he's angry. He's angry about everything. He is a fraud. Of course he is. Because his ang- I'm the only person I've ever seen really just be an angry douchebag while talking about bringing people together. It's like, unite, damn it. Unite or else. It's like holding a gun to somebody said, unite with me or else. You can see how it is believable that he would force himself sexually on a staffer. He wants to have sex. He wants to do... Look, you know you want this too. Pushes over, shoves her against the wall and does what he does, what Tara Reid said. You can see that sort of anger. He does not like being challenged. He does not enjoy being questioned. Unacceptable. You hear the pissiness in his voice when he does do things, when he does get questioned by reporters, well, I can't say reporters, by Peter Ducey. No other reporter bothers to ask him anything remotely serious. They're kind of worthless. I'd be embarrassed to be a member of the White House press. But anyway, let's listen to a little bit of Joe Biden from yesterday on his, this gay marriage bill. It's cut into four pieces, each one worthy of its own psychotherapy, frankly. Here's the first one. Excuse me. Because they support LGBTQ children and families, we have to speak out. We must stop the hate and violence like we just saw in Colorado Springs, where a place of acceptance and celebration was targeted for violence and terror. It was targeted for violence and terror by a member of the gay community or the non-binary community, trans, whatever the hell it is. I don't know where non-binary people fit in. I honestly don't care where non-binary people fit in. But now it's, it is kind of funny. They're going, well, he's not really non-binary. 
You question anybody. You question the prisoner doing life in prison without parole, who's never going to see another woman again his whole life, who goes, you know what? I'm a woman. I identify as a woman, and I want to be called Becky from now on, and I demand to be transferred to a women's prison. And the, the left goes, well, that's that's science for you. Let's go, Becky. Let's go get you into prison. And then the next thing you know, miraculously, there are like five women pregnant in the women's prison, and the uh, birthing non-birthing parent is named Becky. Now, you square that circle biologically. You can't. But Democrats fall for it. Why? Well, they don't fall for it. They recognize that to say, I'm sorry, dude, but you're not going to a lady's prison. You're just trying to have sex in prison. To say that, to admit that, to acknowledge that, would be then to cast doubt on the entire concept of this stupidity that you can just simply declare yourself to be a gender, a new gender, a a currently existing gender or a new gender. You can make it up all your own. You get to decide your own pronouns. You get to do this, that, and the other thing. To acknowledge that there might be some people gaming the system is to open up the possibility that it might be all the people gaming the system. Then people would look at it and go, that's weird. Why is the current generation like 25% trans? Might it be that uh, there's societal influence on these people and some girl saying, I'm a boy and wearing pants is different from them actually believing that crap? That they're open to the susceptibility, but okay, so then do you make out with girls? Ew, no, gross. Uh, then you're not really all these things. You just, you're following a trend. Pedrocks and bell bottoms in the 70s, parachute pants and break dancing in the 80s, grunge and not showering in the 90s, rap in the aughts, and now it's your non binary. Go ahead, because what does that do? That insulates you from any insult. What have we told? The worst thing in the world is to be bullied. It's the worst thing in the world. Now it actually kind of toughens you up a little bit, makes you smarter, quicker on your feet. And also, if done properly, handled properly by you and the people around you, it'll give you a I don't give a damn kind of attitude that will serve you well throughout life. But if you are bullied, what does that do? That gives you a built-in excuse to go, I'm a victim. So you don't really want to overcome bullying anymore. You don't want to learn from it. Frankly, sometimes bullying, if the kids are like, they're bullying me because I smell, then the answer should be, you kind of do. Maybe get in the shower every once in a while. You know, there's a lot of times bullying is, uh, you know, it can go too far, sure. But a lot of times bullying points out things like, they're making fun of my my teeth being yellow. Well, maybe you should brush them every once in a while. Just just saying. Maybe they're pointing out that, you know, your hair's a mess. Well, get a comb, all right? Unless you don't care. If you don't care, then you're not really being bullied. But no, being bullied is a ready-made excuse for failure. Being bullied is a ready-made excuse for victimhood and preferential treatment. So they don't really care. It's, God, I, part of me is so glad I'm not growing up right now. And then I look at my kids and go, geez, I feel bad for them. And then part of me goes, I really feel like I could dominate if I were growing up right now with my attitude. I think any kid who adopts my attitude or a similar attitude would do so much better than these little 
soft-skulled, spineless leftist brats out there nailing themselves to crosses. So have you heard the president there? He's getting angry. He's getting angry about everything. He's very quick to anger. Very quick to anger. He then continues. And if you watch what's happening here, it's a very good sleight of hand. President of the United States, while signing a bill protecting gay marriage and, and interracial marriage. Show me anywhere where interracial marriage was under threat. But they threw it in there. Why? Because Democrats need to try to appeal to as many people as possible. And by appeal, I mean scare the hell out of them. They don't actually appeal. They were trying to appeal to people. They'd say, we support this. We're in favor of that. And instead, they're going, those other people are coming to get you. They're trying to kill you. They just assume kill you is look at you. And you sit there and you go, that doesn't seem right. But they don't care. They're not trying to convince people to their side. They're just trying to corral them. Think about the uh, the sheepdog. Or the cowboy that needs to corral the herd. Get the herd all back. Do they really care how they do it? Sometimes you just go up to it and nudge it with a horse. And other times you got to whip it or lasso it and drag it, whatever. It doesn't matter how you do it. The, the boss of the farm doesn't care how you manage to gather all the cattle. They just care that you gathered all the cattle and you didn't kill any of them or many of them in the process. Democrats are kind of the same way. They don't really care how you get people in line, just do it. They've tried, to their credit, I suppose, they did try a little bit to say, hey, we're for this and against that. And then people began to notice that what they say they're for, they're not really for. And what they say they're against, they're not really against. It's just kind of pandering. It's just kind of, hey, uh, this is popular right now, so we're on board. This is popular with you right now, so we're on board. And so you sit there and you go, oh, uh, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, because well, everybody's going crazy for Black Lives Matter. Black Lives totally matter. Oh, we lo- we'll defund the police. We should defund the police. Now they go, we don't want to defund the police. And they go, Black Lives Matter. Except, I mean, don't look at the black-on-black murders. Don't, don't worry about that. Don't worry. 99.99% of the murders. No, 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 no. The, the rare unicorn, the snowstorm in July. That's what we care most about. We will stop... The snowstorm in July, the carnage everywhere else in cities we control where we're refusing to prosecute crimes and therefore allowing people to graduate up to more violent crimes, which ultimately culminate in murder, which we've yet to find a way to decide not to prosecute. Although it don't be surprised if in the next 10 years, if Democrats are not corrected, they'll find a way to go. It's a victimless crime, at least victimless amongst the living, as far as physically victimless. I mean, the families are devastated. The person's dead, but they're not here to really be a victim anymore, so they're not a victim because they're not among the living. And uh, the family is not directly, and it decides what's a family anyway. The new definition means anything and nothing at all. So maybe they'll find a way to change the definitions to allow for murder. They're already creeping into violence streets in new york you can go beat holy hell out of somebody for pretty much any reason including the vaunted hate reason you know find somebody with a yarmulke find an orthodox jew with curls find an asian woman and go i hate asians and beat the hell out of them you will not miss your lunch date if you beat the hell out of them eh, just for processing time and uh, the t- uh, the time it still takes to 
get through all the paperwork. You probably need to beat holy hell out of somebody by 10 a.m. if you're looking to to make a noon lunch. But you will, because there's no cash bail. But Democrats care deeply, care deeply about protecting things that aren't under threat. You're physically under threat. They don't care. But interracial marriage, they've protected that. Trans kids. Again, the devout Catholic that is Joe Biden is very concerned about trans kids, too. It's really kind of sick and and gross, if you ask me. But Democrats are the party of groomers, and they'll take a vote from anywhere they can get it. Let us listen to the President of the United States continue. We need to challenge the hundreds of callous, cynical laws introduced in the states targeting transgender children, terrifying families, and criminalizing doctors who give children the care they need. We have to protect these children so they know they are loved and we will stand up for them and say they can seek for themselves. Folks. Now, this is a bill about protecting gay marriage, I thought, and interracial marriage for some weird reason, but... What does transgender kids have to do with it? Well, because when you're pandering, you pander all the way. A crowd of, I don't know, groomers, maybe? I mean, who applauds that? We're here to celebrate gay marriage. All right, we can make sure that a 13-year-old has her breasts removed. Okay, I'm not really... No, no, no. We have to make sure that a 13-year-old has their breasts removed. Otherwise, it would be a threat to that child, that poor child, who, you know, who doesn't have their entire life mapped out, not only sexually, but career-wise, by the time puberty starts. Am I right? Am I right? Who has never, you know, is there a group of people less confused about their future plans than teenagers? So let's get them on hormone blockers. I can't wait for the first Democrat to insist that they just need to put, like fluoride, put hormone blockers in the water, in the schools, just in case. Because look, those evil doctors for far too damn long have been assigning gender at birth. And we need to stop it. We need to stop it. Nature has been completely wrong about all of this. Nature, how long will we be tormented by the dictatorship that is nature? Meanwhile, respect Mother Nature. Respect Mother Nature. (laughs) Did I ever mention that these people make zero sense whatsoever? Because they make zero sense whatsoever. And oh, by the way, they're evil on top of it. They're absolutely evil on top of it. And I say this, I don't give a damn how you want to live your life. When you're an adult, knock yourself out. As long as what you do it with is of age and willing, I couldn't care less what you do. I'm not going to celebrate you. I will probably want nothing to do with you. But then again, you know, I'm not really interested in hearing about your heterosexual life either. I don't care. But now we have a president of the United States from the Rose Garden actively advocating for the chemical castration of children based on a trend and whims at the moment. They all say, oh, we have to protect these children. They're so vulnerable. How are they vulnerable? Well, they're vulnerable to suicide. Well, then shouldn't you maybe, I don't know, just a thought here, get to the bottom of why they might be suicidal? Maybe look into that. Rather than simply say, well, let's chemically castrate them. 
Well, the, all you're doing there is kicking the can down the road. They say, well, the transgender community has a high rate of suicide. Well, maybe, maybe it's because there's other issues at hand here. Maybe it's not because somebody said to a girl, you're a girl, uh, sorry, I'm going to go kill myself. And maybe it's because there's a whole series of mental issues that should and could and need to be addressed that led to that declaration. I suspect that it wasn't the first time that, that person spoke out, that that person cried out for help. The signs aren't always there and easy to see. There's a reason that up until about 25 minutes ago, the idea of gender dysphoria being a mental condition for which therapy is prescribed was the way it was, because it worked. It's wildly inconvenient to Democrats that it worked, but it did work. You're not allowed to do it anymore. You're not allowed to say that. Maybe you should see a therapist because the therapist will go, what you really need to do is be chemically castrated and probably have your uh, sexual organs physically removed from your body. I know that you don't want to hear that at 12 years old, but it's the best thing for you, lest you end up killing yourself. And they tell the parents, your child could kill himself or herself or itself or Z-self or whatever the hell it is. If you do not embrace this, and the parents, that would be nothing more terrifying than that. Go, oh, my God, we can't even seek a second opinion. We can't even think rationally about it. We can't ask questions. My God, our child is going to kill themselves. We must do whatever they want. And it turns out that after you go through all this rigmarole, it doesn't really solve the problem because people are not unhappy because of which genitals they have or which gender reality has made them. You have no idea what another gender feels like. You have no idea what taste is like, all right? You have no idea. I have two kids. One loves chocolate ice cream. One loves vanilla ice cream. They, eh, have no real use for the other's taste in ice cream. But you ask them why they love it. They just love it. They just love chocolate. Well, why don't you like vanilla? I just love chocolate. Do you, do you, won't even, a lot of times they won't even taste the other one. And how about this time? Nope, not interested. You have no idea what vanilla ice cream talks about, what this French vanilla ice cream tastes like. I don't know, and it doesn't matter. Or you say, well, do you want what well, I want? Vanilla. Okay. Why? Because that's what I like. Okay, great. You don't like chocolate? I don't like it. You never had chocolate. It doesn't matter. I don't like it. You want to try some peas? I don't like them. Why? Because I, I don't like them. Never had them. Doesn't matter. I can't describe to a child what chocolate ice cream tastes like if they like vanilla. I can't describe to another human being what a pea tastes like if they've never had peas or beans or carrots or steak or anything. Sure as hell couldn't describe what it feels like to be a gender. It's absurd. It's stupid. It's comical. It'd be really funny if it weren't for the fact that so many young people are being actively encouraged by adults who damn well should know better to butcher their bodies permanently, to permanently alter their bodies, to have pieces of their bodies removed, to prevent them from ever enjoying Sex, for one thing, if they oh, you go far enough, you go far enough, there you go, from ever being able to engage in it. But when there's a political agenda, Democrats will steamroll anything and anybody. It doesn't really matter. They don't care. Now, if an adult comes to you and says, 
I really want to have my uh, sexual organs removed, I'd probably say you might want to get some therapy first. But if that's what you want to do, I don't care. You're not hurting anybody but yourself. And the Democrats say, there's so much suicide in the transgender community. We have to be super delicate. Maybe there's so much suicide in the transgender community because people go through all this rigmarole, and it ain't easy to go through, I'd imagine. Had some surgeries and you know nothing removed, nothing added, nothing manufactured. But surgery is always tough physically. Imagine having pieces of you removed or reformed in an attempt to fool your brain into thinking what is not somehow naturally suddenly is. And all the hormones and all the therapy and all the work you have to put into it only to find out that it didn't make a difference. What was, You were sad and bothered by things before, and you're sad and bothered by things now. Oh, you had a, a couple of good years because you'd convinced yourself that this was the key to your success, the key to your happiness. And you got it, and you go, oh, I've got it. And then suddenly you go, wait a second, this isn't, this isn't, this is the same old feelings creeping in. Because you didn't really address the problem, which is in your head, you took the easy way you followed the path and so that leads to self-harm it's not society going we don't like you trannies that is driving people to suicide it is the realization that the promise made about this is the way to address your issues was a lie was a lie. You're never going to address your mental issues, your depression issues through other means other than confronting them head on. That's why people do drugs. They've tried. They just don't want to try the hard thing. The hard thing is figuring out what the hell's wrong with you, figuring out what the issue is. The easy thing is everything else. And some people simply never want to do the hard thing, and so they end up doing the horrible thing. Not to say that suicide is easy, it is not, but you recognize at a certain point that you've passed the point of no return. If you have physically mutilated, and that's the word for it, your body in pursuit of something, some promise, that you probably partially suspected wasn't actually there, but maybe, you know, it was made so vehemently and by people like the President of the United States and other people you admire, that it turns out not to be true that you're not going to really be able to recover from that. Am I saying this is true for everybody? No, I'm not true. There's some people who are perfectly happy after they have whatever procedures they have done. Are they the majority? We have no idea. I doubt it. I highly, highly doubt it. The problem isn't that these people exist. The problem is that nobody's allowed to ask any questions about it. Nobody's allowed to do any research to find out why, why maybe, uh, what percentage of people go on to regret having mutilated their bodies? What percentage of people go on to look at this thing as, well, that didn't really solve anything? You can't ask that question because you're not allowed to broach the concept. When somebody doesn't want you to even consider the concept of something they're hiding something they're hiding something horrible they're hiding something awful and they're probably awful people to be perfectly honest with you and that's 
the way I view Democrats on these things. So they have the president of the United States at the White House at an event supposedly about gay marriage saying, we need to continue to make sure that these children know they are loved by not loving them, but by indulging them, by embracing them, by taking what they have put out there, the claims that they make, which are garbage, and amplifying them and running with them. You can see how Hunter ended up being a drug-addled loser. You can see how Ashley ended up having her addiction problems. When your father's opinion on a thing, first of all, he's probably too busy to really parent. Jill is too dumb to parent. But their involvement involves indulgence. You feel this way. You're true. You're a victim. You're this. You're that. Indulge yourself. Go ahead. Go down that road. Figure out what it is. Experiment. Explore. We'll support you no matter what you do. Well, all right. Then pass the crack pipe on the left-hand side. When there are no guardrails, when parents sit back and let the kids run the show, guess what the kids do to the show? It becomes a fecal show. Never take parenting advice from a guy. Two of his kids are junkies, and uh, we don't know about the third. So we've got Joe talking about uh, the kids because why not? You sit there and you go, what the hell do the kids have to do with gay marriage? They don't, but they're planning everything. They're throwing everything in there that they possibly can. They're desperately trying to distract from how horrible a job they're doing. On Like, go try to find baby formula. Go try to find... I, I have some. We have some at home. But, you know, if I'm out and I come across children's Tylenol, there's different ones. There's for six plus. That doesn't do us any good. But there's stuff for like two-year-olds and up for cold and flu or fever or whatever. And it's great to have for a fever reducer. You can't find it. You can't find it. In the last couple of days, I have been to, not looking for it, but I've been to these places. And while I'm there, I, I take a look. I've been to CVS. I've been to the grocery store. And I have been to Walmart. Now, Walmart is huge. Buying power. and everything. None of them had any bottles of children's Tylenol whatsoever. We have some, thankfully, left over. And we also have ibuprofen from when the, uh, the family had COVID and had to go to the hospital twice, three times with the girls. I think they each time they gave us a bottle of uh, I don't know, ibuprofen or something like that. Each time they gave us a new one. They opened it to get to fever reduce, and then they get so we we're good for probably the winter. But you know, if I came across another one, I'd probably buy it just because you never know. And as a parent, you you want to make sure you want to be well. You can't make sure, but you want to be as sure as possible. And also, just check for curiosity's sake. You can't find it. You can't find baby formula. If you do, it's limit one. Here's you go. I was in. It was. Where the hell was it? It was Walmart. I think it was Walmart. It was either Walmart or Rite Aid where the baby formula is locked up behind those little plexiglass things where you've got to sit there, push a button, wait for the chime, and then sooner or later somebody will be dispatched, probably from the rafters of the building. They'll sort of uh, Tom Cruise down a la uh, the first Mission Impossible and unlock the container so that you might purchase one jar or whatever container of baby formula when's the last time you saw a news story about the baby formula shortage in this country 
but you haven't seen it. You never saw a story, the baby formula shortage is solved. You saw stories about, oh, the baby formula shortage is being solved. Secretary Mayor Pete is on it. Joe Biden is getting planes flown here with baby formula from Australia. Problem solved. Oh, what a hero, what a hero, what a hero. Has that solved the problem? Absolutely not. Not even close. But that's the impression that people who don't have kids, especially young, I mean, we don't have young kids that need baby formula, so it's not like it's impacting me, but I stay aware of it because I need to be aware of it for my job. I need to be paying attention to these things. Everybody should be paying attention to these things because it's a massive failure of government, and we are being charged for this massive failure of government. We are being punished in many ways for this massive failure of government. And if you think, well, I don't have any kids, this doesn't impact me, sooner or later it will. Sooner or later it will. Incompetence has a way of spreading. Incompetence has a way of spreading. And right now it's hitting kids and kids' medicine and there's amoxicillin shortages and what have you. But what if your doctor decides you need amoxicillin? And what do you do then? Where do you go? Where do you go when you're dependent on government and government is a complete and total disaster? Well, I suppose you can just hearken back to the time that they blasted Lady Gaga from the speakers on the rose in the Rose Garden at the White House and go, well, yeah, we can't get the medicine we need. We can't get the this or that. We can't afford the, the gas, the food, the whatever. But... Democrats have protected interracial and gay marriage, even though neither were under threat. Congratulations to that. You can take comfort in that. I guess you can take comfort in that. Most people can't, but whatever. So Joe Biden was uh, not done. He kept going. Let's listen to the next one. Racism, anti-Semitism, homophobia, transphobia, they're all connected. But the antidote to hate is love. This law and the love it defends strike a blow against hate in all its forms. And that's why this law matters to every single American, no matter who you are or who you love. No matter who you love. No matter who you... This is the thing that they're they're really harping on now. It probably poll tested well. It won't end well. Because why? Because it doesn't, what's the argument? It doesn't matter who you love. It, first of all, nobody cares who you love as long as what you love is of age and willing, right? Not a child and not Tara Reed in the hallway of the Capitol building, Joe. But there is a push in the Alphabet Mafia, and it's really bizarre. You can find it out there on social media, and you can find it online. There is a, an ongoing discussion amongst members of the Alphabet Mafia about adding in a P. Now, the LGBTQIA plus, I mean, I don't even actually know how far out they go. I, I'd mock it to go to Z because it deserves mockery. But there is an argument, there is a discussion happening about whether or not they should add the P. Now, what is the P? The P is pedophile. Not, look, if you are a pedophile, the argument, I've done a little bit of reading on this, of the exchanges on Twitter. Twitter is largely banned, and thankfully under Elon Musk, they didn't seem to make it, they made it a priority to silence conservatives under the old regime, but they, uh, 
they didn't really seem to care all that much about and do that much about getting rid of child pornography and the free exchange of child pornography on their website. Elon Musk made that a priority, and it's pretty much non-existent at the moment. But you have these discussions going on because they're just discussions, right? And you should be able to have these discussions, no matter how disgusting or disturbing they are. And this one is both disgusting and disturbing. What is it? There's an argument that some on the left are making that the P should be included in the alphabet mafia, the P for pedophile. Now, the argument being that being a pedophile doesn't mean you act on it. That it's just that you're, as they coined the term of art, a minor attracted person. Pretty gross, but they've found new and creative ways to refer to pedophiles. And it is minor attracted person. Well, if you don't act on it, this is what I've read. They say the acting on it is the problem. Okay, fine. Yes, acting on it is the crime. But the being attracted to children is something over which people have no control. The acting on it is where they have the control. So, to include them in the alphabet, the Rainbow Mafia, is only right as long as they don't act on it. Because... The Rainbow Mafia is all about sexual liberation and who you love. Now, who you love is different from acting on who you love, right? They wouldn't condone stalkers. It doesn't matter who you love. I even love it. I love uh, Giselle Bunchen, and I'm going to follow her around her. Taylor Swift, and I'm going to break into her house. That's a little bit different. You can love them all you want. You break the law. You go in there. There's a case in these people's minds to be made in the, or under the guise of inclusivity, to include the P in there, which really is perverse, forgive the pun. But the idea is who you love shouldn't matter who you love. It should matter who you love. If you are sexually attracted to children, I don't want to throw you in jail or anything. I highly recommend, as long as you don't act on it, but I highly recommend you get therapy. And maybe in that case, I would uh, support the idea that you would voluntarily castrate yourself or something like that. But there's something fundamentally wrong with you. Therefore, there is something fundamentally wrong with a political movement that would even debate, hey, maybe we should consider including the P in here. We've got everything else, and I honestly don't even know what the letters stand for at this point. LGBTQ. Let's see. If you go to... I'm just curious. Now I've done it. (laughs) If you go to Google and you start typing in the alphabet, LGBTQIA2S. Okay, the longest one that comes up is... LGBTQIA two S plus says it's something out of Canada. What does it all mean? All right, what does it all mean? Pride, blah blah blah. LGBTQIA two plus stands for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, questioning, intersex, asexual, and two spirit. The term used to describe gender 
identities and sexual orientation are constantly changing and being updated to better represent people. No. (laughs) The camp of crazy is simply moving its borders wider to include everything. My God, could you imagine? Now, just think, Two-Spirit. Two-Spirit is, I don't know what the hell Two-Spirit is. I would have assumed that bisexual... Get it. Two spirit sounds like you've got split personality, you've got multiple personalities, or you've got a mental disorder where uh one one of your personalities is a man, one is a woman. Oh, they're two spirit. Okay. I'm surprised there's no gender fluid in there. Asexual means you're not interested at all in sex. Now if you're asexual, wouldn't you be offended in being lumped in with people who are their identity is defined by who they have sex with? That, that, like, no, I, I don't want to have sex with anybody. Leave me out of it. No, 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 we're throwing you in there. We're throwing you in there. If you're a woman, you'd, of course, be offended, or a man, you'd be, of course, offended about the uh, idea of being thrown in with, with transgender because you're, you're lesbian or gay. And then the transgender says, yeah, but those don't really matter. Those are all social constructs on top of it. It's You're nothing. And if you're a lesbian and you're playing, I don't know, say in a hockey league, or you're um, playing any sport, but in the hockey league, the NHL put together a transgender hockey game in secret. They normally they'd go like, "Hey, media, look at us. We're so progressive. We're doing," but they didn't want the world to see because in case things went wrong. Well, things went wrong. A woman was knocked unconscious by a man playing hockey. And Decker, he hit her. It's allowed, you're allowed checking in hockey, but it's weird that even though you know you identify as a woman, you're six foot four frame going into the boards against a woman with a five foot five frame. No matter how she identifies, no matter how you identify, the physics of it just don't work out well for the smaller person, the woman who you know biologically and take it up with God, is much smaller than the man. And so he knocked her out cold and gave her a massive concussion at a minimum. We don't know. You never know what the... What do we hear about the uh, the concussion issue? Is You never know how many concussions it can be for long-term permanent damage. CTE can strike even after one concussion later on down the road. So did this uh, exercise intolerance cause this woman permanent damage for the rest of her life at a certain when she gets into her 40s or whatever? Who knows? We don't know. And uh, the NHL tried to bury the story of the game at all, period. Because why? Because, you know, biologically, reality seeped in and ruined their rainbow. I guarantee you the NHL had film crews at this game. While they didn't alert local media because they didn't want media there, I guarantee you they had the entire thing covered. So if it went off well without, you know, any broken bones or massive concussions, oopsie, they would have produced some sort of uber glossy glowing profile piece to run. Maybe 60 Minutes was there, but the NHL sure would have probably run during All-Star Weekend going, look at how tolerant we are. We organize transgender leagues. We're so open and tolerant. But when the highlight reel includes somebody being put on a stretcher and taken off because she's a woman who got clocked by a dude in the corner, kind of puts some salt on there, really kind of ruins the thing. So, yeah, if you're uh, your tea 
or if you're uh, L or G or even B, there's a lot of people who are angry at B. This is funny. They all try and lump these all these people, this alphabet mafia together. The uh, L's and the G's don't like the B's because the B's can pass for any. They're, if they're attracted to somebody who's uh, you know cisgender, their opposite gender, they get to pass in polite society as straight, which is there's nothing worse than being accused of being straight in the alphabet mafia. The T's hate a lot of the L's because they're stealing a lot of the thunder. It's mostly the ones who make the 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 T's who make the most stink are the T's who pretend to be women, right? It's not a huge market out there for women who insist that they're men. You got Chastity Bono, and that's about it. Maybe there's another one. doesn't matter. But it's the men who insist that they're women. Well, they're getting treated like they're women by corporate America who's insisting that, well, they are women because they declare themselves. And guess what? They're getting Women of the Year awards. They're getting jobs set aside for women. They're getting jobs that women can do. I watched that Becoming Anna series on Netflix. It's an interesting story about the woman who pretended to be filthy rich and conned her way. And it's a total con job and she's a total scammer. And in it, one of her friends, pseudo friends, I guess, is Laverne Cox. Laverne Cox was born a dude, but Laverne Cox, I don't even know what Laverne Cox's real name was, but Laverne Cox is Laverne Cox now. Change the name, so I'll call him Laverne. Uh I don't know if they've gone. If Laverne has gone through the surgery or what. I don't care. Laverne Cox is a dude in my mind, and Laverne Cox is playing a woman in there, just a regular old woman. Took a job from a real woman, a biological woman, because in the name of tolerance or something like that. But when you watch Laverne Cox, you realize Laverne Cox can't act. Laverne Cox can't come close to acting, and you're wildly distracted because a you know Laverne Cox is a dude, and Laverne Cox's voice sounds like a, a a dude doing a woman's voice. And she, come on, tell him, tell him you're a super strong woman. Like, oh my God, this is so wildly distracting. It, it ruins, I mean, the, the, the show has its own problems, but it ruins it anyway. It's just kind of funny watching the Democrats lump all these people together, knowing that they don't actually get along in many ways, in a lot of ways. But politically, they pretend that they do. Democrats pretend that they do, which might be causing more mental problems than Democrats naturally have already. Who knows? Couldn't happen to a nicer group of people. So as you, you sit there and you, you watch the president, you watch these Democrats pat themselves on the back. They pat, This is like uh, passing a law that outlaws I don't know, uh, asteroids from, from destroying the Earth. Uh, okay. You... you Pass the law that you, you, it's not going to stop an asteroid from not a problem. Currently, asteroids aren't destroying the Earth, and we're an asteroid to destroy the Earth. Your law isn't going to make a damn bit of difference. But okay, if this you want to be seen as doing something. Now, what's funny to me is you've got several things that the Biden administration has tried to do through executive order. The most prominent of which being the student loan quote-unquote forgiveness. Oh, forgive the student loans, these poor, sweet, nourishing kids who took out a half a million dollars to study gender studies and it just didn't pan out for them with the high-paying career jobs they thought it would be. Those people were like, oh, we'll forgive $10,000 to $20,000 worth of student loans. Okay, Joe Biden did that through executive order. 
And then the court said, you can't do that. You have no power to do There's no way you, you can't do that. Sorry, we're putting a hold on it. Well, what happened? What have the Democrats done since? Well, the Democrats are saying, this is ridiculous. The court should do this and blah, blah, blah. What they could be doing right now, if they wanted to, if they thought it was the electoral gold they claimed it was, is they could be trying to pass a bill right now to make that legal. They do still control until January the 2nd, maybe the 3rd. They do still control Congress, both houses of Congress. In the next Congress, they will lose control of the House of Representatives, but they'll still control the Senate. They could pass these things. They're right now trying to work on a continuing resolution to continue setting gigantic piles of our money on fire. And Democrats are saying, we need to do this, blah, 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 so it's long-term, so we don't have to run risk of government shutdown. And Republicans are saying, no, no, no. We should do just a continuing resolution until next year, a couple of weeks, so that we might be able to rein in some spending. We were just elected. We should have a say in this. Okay, you can make an argument for either side, depending on where you fall politically. But what Democrats aren't trying to do is to codify into law that which they profess to desperately and deeply support and are troubled by the prospect and really the obviousness of the uh, Supreme Court striking Joe Biden's actions down on student loans as unconstitutional. Student loan forgiveness of 10,000, exactly what Joe Biden signed in his executive order could be passed easily in the House of Representatives. You can't pretend that they care about fiscal responsibility in any way, shape, or form. You'd probably even get some Republicans in the House voting for it, because why not? The Republicans actually have diversity of thought in their caucus. So you could pass that out of the House pretty easily. Then the Senate. You'd get all Democrats, presumably. You could do I mean, the, the arm twisting might be a little much to get some Democrats, but you could get them. Then there would be the problem of the filibuster. Well, Democrats are losing control of Congress and losing control of their ability to get things done. They could, if this were as important as they say, vote to change the rules of the United States Senate to pass this or do it through uh, reconciliation or do it through a part of a continuing resolution. They could, they could do this if they wanted to. But they aren't doing it. It's so weird. It's almost like they've been lying this whole time, isn't it? It's just so, I know. I hope you're sitting down when you heard that. But it's almost like they were using this as a way to, I don't know, get suckers and stupid people to vote for them. And guess what happened last month? They got suckers and stupid people to vote for them, going, oh, student loan forgiveness, and oh, going to codify Roe and Roe v. Wade into law, the right to an abortion, so important, so important, so important. Why didn't Democrats push through? They should. They could put together a comprehensive package that guarantees the right to an abortion and simultaneously forgives student loan debt and ram that through. If it is as important as they say, they could do that. They're not trying to do that. They're not really interested in doing that. They might get, although I, I'll go out on a limb now and say they'll get very interested in doing that by the summer of 2024. 
right before recess anyway in the summer of 2024 i'm talking late spring early summer of 2024 then suddenly you'll hear all about these horrible things oh we've got to do this and we got to do that and we got to do the other thing and you go why didn't you even try to do any of that when you were in charge it's because it's all for show it's all a scam what they're really trying to do is upset the apple fundamentally transform the united states of america those are little carrots on a stick those are little dangly things to try and get more people to vote for them to buy votes to use our money to buy votes because what they really want to do is fundamentally transform the united states of america they can't do that from the minority party and what do i mean well there's a guy called andy hartzler Andy Hart. If you haven't heard of Andy Hartzler, you're not alone. Nobody has ever heard of Andy Hartzler. The thing about Andy Hartzler is all he brings, literally all he brings to the table, is that he is the nephew of a congresswoman from Missouri who happens to be a Republican. That's it. That's all he brings to the table. Andy Hartzler. You go, who the hell is Andy Hartzler? Andy Hartzler is an LGBTQ plus advocate with a very small social media footprint. But like I say, he's report related to a Republican. So he was brought into the White House to celebrate yesterday. Their oh, defense of gay marriage has finally been defended. Not under threat, it's been defended. It's like saying Canada has been defended, thoroughly defended. From what? Seagulls? From seal attack? Like what? Well, it's just been defended. He was on CNN Express, and literally the Chiron across the bottom of the screen doesn't say, you know, this guy's an LGBTQ activist. Eventually they do change it to that, but it says nephew of Representative Vicki Hartzler. That's his accomplishment. She happens to be opposed to this piece of legislation. He happens to be in favor of it because there is no individuality over there on the left. So he's on there. I want you to listen to this guy talk on CNN about the bill that we've been talking about. Yeah, it was really emotional. Um, and props to the Biden administration. They they did a great job with it. Um, like, there was several music sets. They had Sam Smith come up and play Stay With Me, which is a very, like, slow, kind of moody song. So I kind of felt like they were trying to get us all in a certain type of, like, sobby mood because by the end of it, I was, I was crying. Um, Sounds emotionally stable, doesn't he? Sounds well. <laughs> I was invited there, and now it's crying. That's crying because what wasn't under attack was finally defended. Okay. But then Andy Hartzler lets the cat out of the bag, the contempt for which the left has for religious freedom, I mean, religious liberty, and that's what's next. That's the real target of all of this. They want to destroy the separation of church and state, not by bringing church into the state, but by replacing the church with the state. Have no doubt about it. But it was it was part happy tears, part like, wow, this is seeing progress in action. And this is historic, but also it's progress, but it doesn't mean that it's the end of progress. There's so much further that we have to go. Yeah. Um, and because people are still being harmed. And part of that is from reli religious exemptions, which yeah. there's a lot of that in this bill. And you hear Alison Camerata, the CNN journalist, yeah, yeah, those damned 
religious exemptions. You can't have that. People are not allowed, should not be allowed to exercise their religion. The entire basis for which people came to this country and a huge part of why this nation was founded. People came to this continent and the nation was founded. And they're sitting there going, we really need to stop that. We need to prevent that. We cannot have people disagreeing with the liberal agenda. Now, it's much calmer. It has uh, a nice smile on its face as it comes, but it is fascism. And there's no difference between this and what you would have heard in the 1930s in Germany. We can't have dissent. We can't have dissent is dangerous. It's problematic. We can't have, oh, yeah, no, no, that's horrible. I know, Alison Camerata, the, the arbiter of truth, the journalist, the honest broker, going, yeah, no, we can't. Can't have that, that uh, those evil religious people not participating. Evil religious people aren't shooting up gay clubs. It's uh, the non-binary community that are doing that. It is not religious people who are barging into gay clubs, throwing holy water on everybody. It is gay protesters barging into churches, demanding that the church change. Church is just saying what you're doing is wrong, and uh, they don't care. You keep doing it. They're just warning you that, according to them, they believe what you're doing is wrong, and the Bible tells them so. Whereas the left says, no, we need to ban religion. We need to ban it. Book banning is bad, but we need to ban religion. We need to ban Kirk Cameron's books that talk about traditional relationships. Some people are still being harmed. How are people being harmed by people exercising their religion you, you notice Alison Camerata didn't ask that question she just said yeah you know, people are being harmed why how we don't know we'll never know but it doesn't matter they will come for religion like I say they don't they want to destroy the separation of church and state but they don't want to enforce their religion well in, in a way they do they don't want to bring God in. They want to bring government into religion. They want to replace religion. They want to replace God with government. It's what the Soviet Union tried to do. It's what China has tried to do. It's what Cuba has tried to do. It is all North Korea has tried to do it. You talk to or read interviews with or see interviews with anybody who's escaped any of these countries and a big part of why they risked their lives to get the hell out of there was because they were being persecuted over their religious beliefs. Democrats, it's not that you want to do the same thing. They are the same people. It's not like they don't know. They know. They don't care. Their beliefs, their actions, their, their existence seems to be to separate morality from society they hate the idea of morality and quite frankly we would be much better off as a society if we brought some judging back in and say you can't judge you can't judge somebody i'm in a polyamorous relationship with 15 different people and you can't judge me who are you to ju- i don't i can judge you all i want you do whatever the hell you want i don't care i don't care if it if you're the happiest person on earth and nobody else will ever know the kind of happiness you are whatever or whatever or it leads to your death i don't care you live your life leave me alone i'll leave you alone but it's that last part that they can't bring themselves to engage in 
Andrew Hartzler, nephew of a Republican, is a hero today because he's not going to let his aunt get away with having her own thoughts. And he's not about to rest unless and until anybody else who has their own morality, their own religious beliefs, or traditional religious beliefs, that they kowtow to whatever it is Andy Hartzler wants, desires. This is the mentality that caused the Biden administration to twist itself into a freaking pretzel over the idea of, hey, maybe we should talk to... um, gay people about not attending anonymous orgies to stop the spread of monkeypox, right? It's spread mostly through gay sex, and uh, there's a lot of anonymous gay sex. Maybe we should, maybe we shouldn't have that. Maybe we should tell people, hey, I don't know, since the gestation period of monkeypox is like a week or two from when you're exposed to when you have an outbreak, maybe you should get to know somebody for a week or two. You know, crazy idea like, I don't know, learn their name. Spend just a teeny weeny bit of time with them so you can find out whether or not they're going to break out into monkeypox. And then knock yourself out. Nope, that was a bridge too far for Democrats. That would have been some form of hate crime. What form of hate crime? I don't know. It was never fully explained, but it was also never attempted. Never done. There were gay activists out there going, what the hell? Why won't you tell people not to have anonymous sex? And well, No, we can't do that. That would be an intrusion. Who are we to judge? Who are we to judge? Meanwhile, the president, who are we to judge to people who simply can't be expected to hear the idea, the idea, not being forced to, but hear the idea of not attending a unprotected gay orgy for a couple of weeks. They can't. No, we can't judge them. But everybody else who dares not celebrate in the streets when Lady Gaga plays is some sort of hate monger, anti-Semite, racist, bigot, monster who is responsible for the destruction of this country. Yeah, that's the Democratic Party. And they tell you, religion, religious freedom, religious exemptions are next. When they tell you that stuff, believe them because they are not joking around. Not at all. Let's listen to Joe Biden from 2006, if you think I'm joking. 2006, Joe Biden appears on Meet the Press with the late, great Tim Russert. Talking about the slippery, this isn't going, it's just, look, marriage is between a man and a woman. This ain't that long ago. The president used his radio address uh, yesterday and tomorrow in the Rose Garden to talk about a constitutional amendment to ban gay marriage. You know, think about this. The world's going to... Hades in a handbasket. We are desperately concerned about the circumstance relating to uh, avian flu. We don't have enough vaccines. We don't have enough police officers. And we're going to debate the next three weeks, I'm told, gay marriage, a flag amendment, and God only knows what else. I can't believe the American people can't see through this. We already have a law. The Defense of Marriage Act, where we've all voted, not where I voted and others said, look, marriage is between a man and a woman, and states must respect that. Nobody's violated that law. There's been no challenge to that law. Why do we need a constitutional amendment? Marriage is between a man and a woman. What's the game going on here? What is the game going on here, Joe? Nobody was challenging interracial marriage, yet there you were yesterday dancing on the White House lawn. 
And the remaining time we have left, I want to tell you just a little, I want to play you this clip from Morning Joe. There's a guy named Grant Wall. The young is in his 30s, I think. Passed away. He's a, a soccer journalist, or he covered soccer. And he died over at the World Cup. Now, it was because he was wearing a rainbow shirt. That was the story. That was the story. He died last week unexpectedly after allegedly being detained or whatever, questioned. Who knows? Everybody's so damn melodramatic that if the police asked him a question, it's, oh, I was detained like Joe Biden. I was arrested in South Africa trying to go see Nelson Mandela. Well, no, that's not true. I was I just had to go through a different door to enter the country at the airport because of apartheid. Like, oh, that's a big difference. You're you're fighting a man standing up so much so that they throw you ass in jail versus uh, your door's over there, sir. Okay. And then you did it. You complied because, you know, like segregation. Uh, He's in his 40s. It doesn't matter. His age doesn't matter. He's young, too young to die. He passed away. His wife was on CNN this morning. Her name is Dr. Celine Gounder or something like that, G-O-U-N-D-E-R. And she announced his cause of death that it, he had an aortic aneurysm that ruptured. Horrible, horrible situation. She also told CNN, by the way, quote, I want people to remember him as a kind, generous person who was really dedicated to social justice. She went on to talk about how he covered things in soccer from a social justice perspective, which sort of negates his journalism title in my mind but whatever the story last week was he died probably because he wore that rainbow shirt in support of gay players in qatar had to have and that was the story it wasn't ever really said it was he was detained and then he died like later on that day or the next day he died he was detained he wore a rainbow shirt so he was detained now was he really detained we don't know but he was detained because he wore a rainbow shirt and then he died. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And all the leftists chose, my God, those Qatari monsters. How dare they? How dare they? They killed this guy. Well, listen to the Morning Joe crew reluctantly, sadly, regretfully lament that their narrative, it's the narrative they care, the narrative died when it turns out that Grant Wall died of natural causes, according to his own widow. We have some breaking news in uh, from from the soccer world. Uh, we've been talking about Grant Wall, obviously. This from the Washington Post. The wife of prominent soccer journalist Grant Wall said Wednesday that the writer's death last week while covering the World Cup was caused by an aortic aneurysm. She ruled out anything suspicious about one uh, about his death. It's just one of those things that had likely been brewing for years. You hear, Mark, Mika, it's so sad. Now ask yourself a question. Why, on God's green earth, under what circumstances, would you have ever heard of the death of a soccer journalist? No matter how sad it is, no matter how young he was, no matter how unexpected it was, why would you have heard about the death of a soccer journalist? If the World Cup were held in France, would you have heard about the death of the soccer journalist? Probably not. If it were held in South America, would you? Probably not. But because it was in Qatar and they thought they could make hay about it, he was, oh, he was arrested because of this, that. He was detained. He was never arrested. He was detained. What does detained mean? doesn't matter. They thought they could use it, and so it became news. 
Every day, journalists die. Every day, people of every stripe die. Every profession die. But the left thought they could use this guy's death. They were going to use it. They were using it. It wasn't that they had proof of something and then more proof came out that proved something else. It's that they had the implication of something. They had the ability to imply something. And they said, ah, look at this. He wore a rainbow shirt, was detained, and then he died. Probably beaten. Probably beaten by police. Maybe murdered because he was gay. Uh, not gay, but because he was wearing a, a rainbow shirt in support of gay people. He was a social justice warrior. He was on the team. Ah, that's it. There you go. That. Oh, wait, crap. Did nothing to do with any of that? It's the last time you'll hear about Grant Wall. It's the last time you'll hear about Grant Wall. <laughs> it, it just Sadly, that's how society works. It's also the last time you'll hear about Sam Brinton. Lastly today, this is how NBC News out, the gay version of news, <laughs> covered this. Longtime LGBTQ advocate Sam Brinton, who earlier this year became the country's first openly gender-fluid senior government official, is no longer employed at the Department of Energy after facing two separate allegations of luggage theft. It could be, you know, written as after having been filmed twice stealing luggage from airports, but oh, never. A department spokesman confirmed Tuesday that Brinton is no longer the Deputy Assistant Secretary of the Office of Spent Fuel and Waste Disposal, but would not elaborate. Took to the second paragraph. To the, oh, he's, he's LGBT. He's the first gender fluid. What was his job? Oh, he handled nuclear waste? Yeah, well, and he also stole luggage. Whatever. Brinton did not immediately return request for comment. The departure of Brinton, who uses they, them pronouns, you got to respect, especially the criminal element. Doesn't matter. As long as you're on the team, you're on the team. Doesn't matter what you do. You could. He, he stole from people. He stole from people. Was he any good at his job? It doesn't matter. He's gender fluid. He's the first gender fluid, non-binary, openly, blah, 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 as if there's a whole series of people in the past who worked in government. They're like, oh, we weren't open about our gender fluidity. Gender fluidity didn't exist until about 15 minutes ago. So it's highly unlikely that anybody was. It wasn't made up until some, who knows, some Bryn Mawr graduate with the self-esteem issues decided that she hated her parents more than anything else and just declared herself to be something else at a moment's notice and tried to justify it. And everybody said, oh, yeah, we all have tenure. Absolutely, absolutely. This is totally true. This is not, let's see, the departure of Britain, who uses they, them pronouns, comes after multiple local news outlets reported that Britain is accused of stealing a suitcase at Las Vegas' Harry Reid International Airport in July, according to an arrest warrant issued Thursday. NBC News has requested a copy of the warrant from the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department, but has not yet received it. Oh, after multiple local news outlets today, uh, NBC News decided to do some kind of journalism and still throws some doubt on it, because we still haven't, we haven't seen it. What is all of those... Local outlets, right-wing outlets, they could be trying to railroad this guy. This is not the first felony theft allegation leveled against Britain. In October, they were placed on leave from the government position following an investigation into allegations that they stole a Vera Bradley suitcase from the baggage claim at Minneapolis-St. Paul on uh, September 16th. They, oh, there's a team of people working together? No, there's one neurotic sociopath 
who decided to liberate somebody's suitcase and was just caught on film. But don't worry, he's a member of a favored class. And my even saying this is a hate crime, well, I'm comfortable having committed it. God, what the hell's going on in this country? Anyway, we'll be back to talk about what the hell's going on in this country tomorrow. There, Lord knows what it'll be. 24 hours is a lot of time to cram a lot of stupid in. Thank you for listening today. Have a, a great one. And we'll be back to do it all again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. <laughs>